Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, and online campus. Pastor Jennifer here. I am so excited. It is summer in Italy, and it is summer, maybe winter, wherever you're watching from on your continent. But today, I want you to lean into the worship. I want you to lean into the ministry of the Word. We truly are complete in Jesus Christ. So I want you to have a fabulous service Wherever you are, if you can, stand up. Worship with the worship team. Say to the Lord, God, I want you to speak to my life today, and I know he will. Let's have a wonderful service together. Praise God for helpers. Amen. Amazing ministry associates. Um, we welcome our online family, and uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I think uh, Alfred said it at the beginning, you're here for a reason. We're so glad to welcome our guest. And I know that sometimes guests come in a little bit later as well. So is there anybody else who is, this is your first time, will you just wave at me if anybody came in later? Okay, I think we got everybody this morning. Good, we're glad you're here and we're glad that the online campus is joining us. I pray that you will get your juice and get your cracker. Um, we serve an open communion in our church. The Bible says that we do this in remembrance of Jesus. And you should have been given an element, individual elements. If you do not have one and you would like to participate, will you just slip your hand up? We have servers who will come. Thank you guys up here. Abeba, they need some. Yep. Uh, anybody else, if you need elements, please just slip your hand up and they will come and serve you. Okay. Need to go. All right. As we think about the communion this morning, you know, I have different scriptures that I use from time to time. And um, one of our general superintendents of the Assemblies of God, Dr. George Wood, shared a beautiful message about the meaning in the remembrance of communion that I think is worthy of us to revisit this morning for a few minutes. And the first thing is that we should remember when we come to this table with the Lord that he has an intense desire to be with you. When Jesus said, I'm going to break this bread and drink this cup, you know, I thought about different ways that we have done communion. And I can't wait for the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven when it's phenomenal. But at this Lord's Supper, we are remembering the sacrifice that Jesus made. We are remembering that he went to the cross on our behalf. And we are remembering that he invited us to partake in the fellowship of what it means to walk with Jesus. You know, he's God. He could have done the cross, the everything without us. He could have said, you don't need to remember. I got it. It's already taken care of. But he said, I want you as often as you do this to remember that I, the Lord, your God, have an intense desire to do life with you. In Luke twenty-two fifteen, he says, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I have to suffer. So I want you to know that Jesus is here and we are remembering what he's done. The second thing is that the Lord corrects our relationship at the table. You know, he knew at that table there was going to be some who would disobey him. He knew that at that table there was going to be some who would 
deny him. And I encourage you this morning, as you prepare your communion, you have a cracker. It's on that top layer. And then we will take the juice together. I want you to see that he is saying to you, I want to correct some things in you. You see, the Bible says if we're lukewarm, he's going to spit us out of his mouth. When it's our time to meet Jesus, there's going to be some who say, I said, Lord, Lord. He's going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. You didn't serve me passionately. And what I have found and shared with you a little bit in the last few weeks is that people I love that are close to me have fallen away at times. And it happens because we get lukewarm and we forget at this table of communion and sacrifice to examine our heart. May we never be so proud to think that we're done changing on the potter's wheel. So this morning I ask you to ask Jesus, is there something in me, Jesus, that you want to correct? If you feel like there's no sin and you're really walking close to Jesus, then what I want you to say is, God, draw me closer. Draw me closer. Help me to love you more. And on this very night, when Jesus could have or should have demanded service of those disciples, he actually served them with a towel and a basin of water and washing their feet. He's talking to us about relationship. And he requests us to remember what he's done. He warns us of this betrayal. He warns us. I'm saying to you, we're about to enter a season of revival and breakthrough. And I'm telling you, the enemy also, I love to give you good news, but the enemy's coming after you still. The enemy's coming after me still. Every day I have to wake up and say, I choose you, Jesus. I choose your way. I choose to walk in victory. I choose to surrender to your plan, not mine. Amen? And so this morning we say, God, we are praying. Don't let it be me that ever denies the power and the virtue and the redemption of Jesus Christ. He explains his physical abnance, and he says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six, As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Until he comes. Not only is he saying, I'm going away, but it's a promise. I'm going to take this. He's coming back. I want to be ready. I want to do more than just remember. I want to be alive at that table. Because he's going to pour out his spirit. So this morning, as we partake of the bread together, the Bible says that we are to examine ourselves. And if there be anything in us, we're to ask him. I'm inviting you to ask him, forgive me. Don't take the bread unworthily. Don't take the blood, the, the juice unworthily. It is sacred. And it is precious. And I never want it to be anything less than sacred and precious. Amen? So as you take the bread, and we know that he bore the stripes on his body for our healing. And I believe in healing. I've experienced healing myself. I believe in supernatural miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. And you may have a healing needed in your body or your family or your finances. You need healing. He is able. He is more than able. So, Father, 
as we prepare our hearts to receive, I pray that your people would be full of faith, that we would recognize you don't hang on that cross anymore. You took the stripes for the miracle of healing in our bodies. God, I rebuke sickness. I rebuke migraine headaches. I rebuke blood disease in the name of Jesus. And I pray that by your stripes, we are healed and we receive it as we remember. We don't just remember. We receive as we remember the healing that you paid the price for. We approach the cross saying, Lord, I receive my healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we partake of the bread together? And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is my body which is broken for you there's no sin you've committed that he won't forgive you can't make God love you less and you can't make God love you more he loves you this is proof this is remembrance you know why would I reject that love and every month not only here at home Wherever you are, I pray that you remember God loves you. Jesus loves you. If you would have been the only one on the planet that he knew was not going to be on the planet for 2,100 years or so, he still would have gone to the cross for you. He would have gone to the cross for me. You're here today to remember and be reminded of the amazing, captivating love of Jesus. So if you have your juice at home, you have your juice with me. Father, we thank you for the sacrifices. I thank you that you shed your blood for the remission of sins, that we don't have to die physically to be forgiven, but we do have to die spiritually and receive new life as we accept Jesus as the Lord and the Master, the one who forgives. You're the good shepherd. We know the goodness of God, but we follow you. So, Lord, I pray that there be any wicked way in me, if there be any wicked way in anyone who's partaking communion, that in this moment, when we say, Jesus, forgive me, I receive your redemption as I partake together. Blessed, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's take together. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Can we just lift our hands for a moment right where you're at? We just tell God that's what love is. Love just says, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you so much for playing, creating that atmosphere for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. You know, I don't want to be in a rush this morning. Because I believe that in his presence, there's everything you need. I do know that there's power in his word. And he has given me a message as we start this new theme for September, completely captivated. That means I complete. What is that? Everything, not one single part of me, not. <laughs> Holy, every part, every aspect, body, mind, soul, spirit, finances, physical, 
relational. I am completely captivated in God's plan. Captivated. What does that mean? That means that I am in awe. I am in awe. I don't know about you, but I still am captivated by the majesty of some of the things we see in Rome. If you've ever walked into St. Peter's Basilica or, uh, I don't know, some of you have probably seen some amazing museums that I haven't seen yet, or you've walked into the belly of the city in the Mamertine prison where Paul was, you know there is a captivated moment where you just go, wow. I I am going to be having Helen, I haven't told her this exactly yet, but at some point I'm going to have her share something that the Lord revealed to her in Antioch. as she also was captivated by the thought of what happened when people began to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So this morning, Father, I pray that your word would come alive, that this would be the beginning of a month of us pressing into your presence And that we would not be captivated by our plan and our purposes, but we would be captivated by your plan and your purposes. And we will trust you and love you regardless of what the path looks like. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, God has a word for you. Tell them, God has a word for you. He does. He has a word for you. He's not done talking to you. Yes. And when you share that word, it is powerful. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says this. Dear brothers and sisters. Hmm. Let's just start right there. That's man and woman, male and female, brothers and sisters. You take that, but that's God talking, okay? Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, hmm. It doesn't say if. (laughs) It says when. It doesn't say if troubles come. It says when they come. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed... You will be perfect and what? Complete, needing nothing. When your faith is tested, this is an opportunity for great joy. I said last week that on the mountaintop, the Lord spoke to me that grief and struggle and great problem is not an interruption, it's not an inconvenience. It is an invitation for an opportunity to know God in a deeper way. That is a mindset shift that God did in me. And as your pastor, I know that he is molding me and shaping me and filling me to overflowing. And it's not just for me. It's what he is saying to us for this period of time in our city. In your life as you come today or next service or online. It's an invitation and an opportunity to know him more. We are a witness to the most incredible, invincible. Somebody say invincible. 
invincible miracle to ever be known. In fact, I see Anala sitting there. We're so happy you're back. Those of you, it's okay if I say it. <laughs> Inala and her son were spared a terrible accident. The car burned to pieces, and we are so thankful. Can we give God a hand? Yes, that God was with you. But this is the incredible invincible opportunity and miracle to know the resurrection power of Jesus. So I want all of you to stop and think for a minute. What have you witnessed about God? What have you witnessed? What have you experienced? Maybe you might think of a time when you were healed and that was incredible and invincible. Maybe you might think of a time when you needed a job and you got a contract and wow, that was amazing. I can think about the powerful comfort of the Holy Spirit in my life on multiple occasions. Wow. But as you know, on that mountaintop, the Lord showed me how beautiful darkness was. And the darkness wasn't dark when his light came. So what do I think about when I think about the power incredible, invincible presence of God. I want you to be so completely captivated. I mean, I wish I could just put it into words enough to you, but in that moment of darkness up there, I literally felt the Lord saying, the darkness is beautiful. You do not need to pull back or shrink back. There is something powerful. Why? Because when struggle comes... It's an opportunity for God to reveal his amazing, captivating, invincible, indefeatable power and work in your life. Amen? Somebody needs to say amen to that. Some of you have witnessed to me recently how sure you are of God's love and his plan. I want you to remember this word. You need to write this word down. You need to take a picture with your phone. I'm telling you. Invincible means incapable not capable, not possible of defeat. That is not me, that's him, right? That's God. God is invincible. And the Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So if he is invincible, if he is incapable of defeat, then why would I walk into any situation with fear and insecurity? Because I'm not walking in my own power. I will walk into that, yes, humble, but confident. God is with me. God is for me. Follow me. I want you to imagine the journey. You're walking along, and there's a barrier. There's a, a, you're about to fall off the mountain. You're about to stumble over a big detour. They say, no, you can't have this document. No, you can't have this job. Yes, you might have to go do something else. But you don't shake your head and shrink back in defeat. You remember, my God is incapable of defeat. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. I'm stepping over that detour. I'm stepping around that rock. I'm going to walk where Jesus tells me to walk. Amen? Amen. He is amazing. But we have to stop. And we have to think about it. Because if not, the enemy will fill your thoughts with all the other stuff that feels very practical very justified, so you have to stop and dwell in his presence. So this morning, I have some thoughts for you. The first one is that I want you to know his power is limitless. Say limitless. 
limitless. His power is limitless. If I know that, I am completely captivated by his power. Wow. I might have to be remembered. You know, there's this tug of war. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's like I can hear the enemy just kind of like saying, oh, you can't do this one. You're too old for this. You're too tired for this. But listen, when I walk in the power of God, I recognize that I'm not walking in my strength. I'm not climbing that mountain. That is not Jennifer Jones Pasquale. That is the power of God. But it's exhilarating to go in a new way on a new journey because his power is limitless. If you don't have that, you can get that. This is not just for me. This is not just for a few people who like to mountain climb and hold my hand if I need it. Mahesh, thank you for that earlier this week, uh, helping me among others. I'm asking you, everything within my heart, online, because I know the people online write me. They ask me to pray for them. They tell me when God answers a prayer. I'm asking you to say his power is limitless. In your heart of hearts, that you'll be so captivated by it. You know what happens when God changes your mind? The DNA changes. Something comes at you this week, and you go, oh, this is too big. This one is, this is that supervisor, and wow. This is that professor. This is that bus driver, that metro driver. And suddenly, because something has shifted in you, all of a sudden, you'll think a thought, his power is limitless. Wait a minute, this is not, this is not uh, earthly something. This is a spiritual something, and therefore... And when you do that, you can push it away, or you can shift your mindset right then. And I have experienced that on two or three or four or five or more occasions, when I receive that rebuke and reminder from the Heavenly Father, don't you dare go there in that negative thought. When I receive it and go, oh, yeah. You did show me that, God. That's amazing. Your power is limitless. Then I start to believe it. I don't walk around in doubt and defeat. Amen? The second thing is that his love is without end. He never runs out of love. Never, 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 never. He never stops loving you. You doesn't matter how far you go. He knows where you are. He has got good plans for you ahead. You haven't messed up his plans You might have messed up your plans, but the Bible says he works all things together for our good, those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The third thing is his name is above all. His name is above all. We are born-again, spirit-filled believers in this house. We believe in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There is no other name given among men whereby we can be saved except the name of Jesus. His name is above all. His name is above doubt. Amen? His name is above defeat. His name is above poverty. Come on. His name is above sickness. His name is above all. Amen? You got to get a hold of that. When you don't know what to pray. There's a lot of times when I don't know what to pray. There's a lot of times when I feel like, oh, I'm going to tell God this and this and this and this is what I'm really feeling. And suddenly the Holy Spirit says to me, speak my name. You don't know. I know. So speak my name. So there have been times in the recent months for my family and my friends when I don't know exactly what to pray, but I can speak Jesus. Say Jesus. 
I want you to speak his name. Jesus. His name is above all. By other names, no. But I am transformed by his name. I might be impressed by someone's name, you know. Uh, I kind of make a joke, but now that I've gone back to Florida um, and I had my U.S. SIM card, this is not a political statement at all, okay? But if you know Florida, you'll sort of understand this. Since I went to Florida and I put my U.S. SIM card in, Donald Trump and Governor DeSantos in Florida keep on sending me messages. I just keep getting all these messages from Donald Trump and the governor. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. I wonder if I really could write them back and tell them, like, hey, we, we could use some of that awesome money you got. But I'm not captivated and transformed by the name of a president or the name of a governor or the name of a mayor or even <laughs> the Kamune people, as much as we love them and we appreciate them and we pray for them. Amen? I love you. I know most of your names, but your name does not transform my life. My name cannot transform your life. The name above all names is the one who transforms us. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. I'm so excited about 2023, but I'm very excited about 2022. But I want you to understand something. No matter what month we're in, no matter what week we're in, no matter what country you're in, I am the great I am. That's who God is, right? I am the great I am. Who shall tell Pharaoh has sent me, they said in the Bible. And God said, tell him, I am that I am. Jehovah or Yahweh is the most intensely sacred name to Jewish scribes. Did you know that the name Jehovah is used 6,800 times in the Bible? His name, 6,800 times in the scripture. I mean, there's only 66 books in the Bible, right? 39 in the Old Testament, right? Okay, 27 <laughs> in the New Testament. <laughs> Thank you, engineer back there. Appreciate that. 6,800 times Jehovah because his name never runs out of power. His name never runs out of newness. And so I want you to think about something. He is I am. Now, wait a minute. He's not I am hers and not his. He's not I am yesterday's and not today's. He is I am. So you can say I am. I need you. Jehovah, I need you. Jehovah, you are all that I need. Amen? He is faithful. He is the healer. He is your I am. He is what you need if you trust in him. In Ezekiel, he was Jehovah Shammah. You might have to write it down and look it up because I'm not going to tell you right now. For Gideon, he was Jehovah Shalom. For Abraham, he was Jehovah El Shaddai. For Mary, he was Emmanuel. God is with you. For those who mourn, he is the comforter. For those in need, he is Jireh, provider. For those in sickness, he is Rapha, our healer. Come on. For those lost or searching, he is the way. Yes. Okay, this sermon is going to have to go two Sundays, I guess. But I want to give you these things really fast. One, he's the creator. 
He will create a miracle for you. Write it down. You can't figure it out, but he made the stars hang in the place, right? He is the creator, so he can do it. Number two, he doesn't change. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. His word is true. He does not change his nature. He does not change because some circumstance happens to you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number three, he is the covenant of love between us and heaven's eternal promises. And number four, he is the courage beneath our wings. Mm. He commands the winds to obey and commands us to be strong and courageous. He tells the sun to rise and the moon to shine. John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. That's you. That's you. He made you. He knows how to fix you. He knows how to heal you. He knows how to equip you to handle whatever opportunity you're having to know him deeper. Mm. Without him, nothing was made that was made. Are you completely captivated with him yet? Again and again and again? I want us just to take a minute. Will you just lift your hands like a vessel? Will you just say, God, I feel you drawing me right now. I want to fall in love with who you are. If you're online, you can put your hands up. You can say, I need more of God. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. We need you, God. We need you, God. Finally, thank you for opening your heart. He is the completeness of everything. We're still doing complete this year. I want you to know, no matter what goes your way, you're complete in him. You got a new job, you're still complete in Jesus Christ. You lost a job, you're still complete in Jesus Christ. You got new health and vitality, your completeness is in him. You lose your health and vitality, you're still complete. You're not less than because you're not well right this moment, but he is with you. Amen? You are complete. He is the completeness of everything. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says this, but that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in him so you can see and hear him clearly. I love this. You don't need a telescope, a microscope. This is from the message version. Or a horoscope. Hear me. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ. And may I just add, if you dabble in some of that stuff, stop it. That's not of Jesus Christ. The word of God is very clear. It brings confusion. It opens the door for things. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe there's stuff in your life that was not in my notes. But maybe there's stuff in your life you need to say, you know what? I don't need to know my horoscope. I don't need to know what thing I am on the month of my birth. My birth was recorded in heaven. All the days of my life are recorded in heaven. And my father will determine what happens to my days. My father will determine that me and my son, Inala, will be preserved on this day. 
My Father will determine that. I can realize the fullness of Christ. He created you. He grants you courage, so don't have fear. He is unchanging. Hear me. The call of God is not revoked. If he put a call on your life, if he's putting a call on your life, he's put a purpose in your life, he's positioned you in a place to be a voice of influence, he's not taking that back. He's not changing his mind. He may expand the borders of our tent and develop, and that's amazing, and we can move, right? I mean, I moved to Italy in my latter years, some would say. But I've been coming here for more than 20 years. Italy has been in my heart because it was in God's heart. You're here for such a time as this because he wants you to be so completely captivated by his plan. He's beside you in the fire. He is with you in the water. He is surrounding you in the whirlwinds. His power is limitless. I want you to hear it again. His power is limitless. His love is without end. His name is above all. I want you to put that slide up for me. And this morning, I'm going to ask you this number four thing. Are you willing to change your mindset? I know we have a lot of amazing people of faith and knowledge of the word in this house. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for our leadership team and those who've been traveling that are back. I see you. I love you. Welcome. We're glad you're here. But as I said, it's not my name. It's not your name. It's his name. I want us to be captivated this month. I want breakthrough. I want something that we haven't ever experienced before. I want to be able, you know, when we were in America, we were at a conference in Florida, and when they opened the doors one hour prior to the beginning of the service, people ran to get their seat. They were there an hour early just waiting, just waiting for people to open the door. And they weren't mad. They were like, we're in this big convention center. How come? I mean, it's open. It's free. There's all kind of room and air conditioning in there. How come they haven't opened that door? No. They were standing at those doors, waiting for the doors to open. And they were just saying, God's going to do something in my life. I'm going to get the best seat possible. What would happen if you started lining up out there early? What would the neighbors think? What would the community think? What would your spirit begin to think? That's what completely captivated is. When you got to go to work, when you got to go to a document thing, you go, you change everything to get there. God wants to change our destiny. But we got to be willing to change our mindset. I am not a hiker. I would much rather go shopping in the mall where it's air conditioned. But I am willing. When my friend and mentor said to me, you're in a new season. God wants you to do some new. She didn't say you got to become a hiker. She never said that. But she took me up to the mountain. <laughs> and I didn't want to just sit around and act like I was weak. And I bought my red tennis shoes so I could be found. I'm telling you, it changed me. It changed me in a way that I don't ever want to go back. I want to be in love with the wonder of the creator. So much so that no matter what comes my way, I will recognize this is not an interruption. This is an invitation for him to know me better. I want you to put that slide up for me. Here's what I saw. I, I took that picture. 
That was the darkness I was seeing out the window. John 1, 4 and 5 says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Your sickness, your diagnosis, your bank account cannot overcome the power and the glory and the majesty of Jesus Christ and his light. Amen? Yes, you can do better than that. You should stand and praise him right now. Say, God, I want to praise you. Come on, I want to praise you. I want to thank you that you're light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it father i thank you that the darkness is beautiful i thank you that the daytime is beautiful i thank you that he is beautiful amen here's what isaiah 43 says but now this is what the lord says you stand and praise him with me this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He, you can put your name in there. He who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by my name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Somebody needs to get this in their spirit. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight. And because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I'll bring your children, not just your physical children, your spiritual children. I'm not the only one who has spiritual children. You have spiritual children. You have people that you've told about Jesus. I'll bring them from the east and the west and gather them and they'll assemble. This is his promise to us, Isaiah, for home. Worship team, you can come. You're my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant who I'm chosen so that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? Hallelujah. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. I'm telling you what, we need a new building. I want a building with parking and green grasses for the kids to play. And I need millions of dollars to get it. But he said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. We have money. We have deposits we have things ready but he's making a way in the wilderness this is not for me to sort out it's his dream it's his purpose it's his plan for this city i'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland yeah in rome in the city we could abandon the city and go somewhere two hours away and find all kind of land he's not calling us to go to some other city he's calling us to reach this city so he has a place and if it's this place, then we're going to pray for a whole bunch more parking to somehow miraculously show up. Captivate us, Lord. We need a fresh outpouring. 
Will you say, yes, Lord, change me? Will you say, yes, Lord, change my mindset? I'm not asking you to do something he hasn't asked me to do. But I will tell you, honestly and with everything deep within my heart, it's exhilarating to trust the Lord my God. And it is so precious. You know, I've shared with you, for our guest, my husband of 43 years died unexpectedly last June. We've been in this ministry for eight years, and the Lord called me back. But the Lord told me that that grief, that struggle, that opportunity is not an interruption. It's an invitation. So yes, as much as I love you and I'm full of faith and I am exhilarated, I've had days, more than one, since I got back where I had a wave of something and I had to say, oh God, I accept this opportunity to feel your love. I made a vow to a man 44 years ago. I made a vow to God way before that in the middle of that, after that, up on that mountain, I made a vow to the bridegroom. Hear me, I'm completely captivated by the bridegroom of heaven. And we, the church, are the bride of Christ. I'm asking you, will you say yes to his invitation? Father God, right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would know you. As the worship team begins to sing. I'll tell you what, the presence of the Lord is so real to change your life. So today I want to invite you to pray with me. Maybe you would say, Pastor Jen, the ministry of the word and the scripture today really challenged me to draw closer to Jesus. So right now, I want to invite you to say to the Lord, I want to give you all of my heart. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And then I want you to send me an email later and let me know I'm making some new decisions to go deeper with Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, come into my heart, change my life, help me to walk closer to you, Jesus, than ever before. I trust you and I receive your love and I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the best prayer you have ever prayed. And you know why I know? Because the Bible says, choose you today who you will serve. So every day you have to wake up and decide, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this day, in this circumstance. I also know that there are so many who have big needs. They have big prayer requests before God. So I'm praying with you right now, wherever you are, that the Lord would surround you, that in this very moment, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would come and descend in that room of listening, in that living room, in that dining room, uh, in that car, God, wherever someone is listening right now, and that their faith would jump alive, that they would hear you saying, I'm not done. I'm still working on it, says the Lord. I've got a miracle in motion for you, so I want you to believe with the Lord. I want you to walk in victory and I want you to know that the Lord is with you. And Father, we thank you for the miracle testimonies that are in the making that we're going to hear in Jesus' name. Amen.
Now, I also want to thank you for being a part of our online campus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you for the way you're investing in the way we invest in people's lives. It's not just for today. It's for eternity. And so I want you to say to the Lord, God, how can I do more for the kingdom of God right where I am, whether I'm online or on campus? There are so many wonderful activities. You need to check out the website. You need to click for registrations. There's going to be so many wonderful things that we have to offer this summer. You may go on vacation, but we don't take a vacation from Jesus. Remember, Jesus is with you wherever you go, and we must stay connected. So take advantage of online ministry and online giving to stay connected to what God is doing in you and through you with the body of Christ here at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I love you, and I know this is going to be a fantastic week for you.